basketball from the outside. Now all of a sudden, Deng is getting his confidence after being one for eight. Reggie Evans. What? Yeah. Evans This is Brooklyn Rebound Podcast, episode 15. Not eating spinach equals not a strong finish, <laughs> quoted Popeye, the assistant coach. Oh, okay, well, here we are. First podcast of the playoffs, Justin. Um, and we are even, one and one. Yeah, roller coaster of a couple days there. Yeah, uh, we were there last night live at the Barclay Center. It was a... Uh, it was exciting for a couple reasons. Um, you know, uh, I I got to get unlimited food. You did as yes. well, which was exciting. And some Brooklyn bangers. Delicious. Uh, Brooklyn bangers. <laughs> oh man! But yeah, we just uh, we didn't get over that hump last night. But uh, we'll get to that in a second. I just want to recap the Saturday game real quick, which was our first uh, playoff game um, in Brooklyn Nets history uh, and everyone else's as well. And uh, the Nets were able to win that game convincingly, 106-89 on Saturday night, Saturday night game. It was really, it was really exciting, man. There was just so much energy in that arena. And yeah, that arena was bonkers. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the, the game from its from the get go was just the you know the Nets coming out really strong. Well, even but, before that, Jerry Stackhouse coming out strong with that ooh, national anthem. Right, right. And then we even got to see the owner Prokhorov. That's right. Uh, Mikael, uh, he addressed the crowd, although we actually saw it on the video screens. Yeah, we on our escalators up. Yeah, because, uh... <laughs> there was a massive line, which we've never, there's a massive line twice. There's a massive line in the entrance, uh, usually on the back side of the Barclays Center, Dean Street is our, our VIP entrance that we right. go to, and there's never any line, uh, and then we, we had an escalator line. There, there was someone yeah. stopping and and letting the escalator go and stop at the same time? I yeah. don't know. From door, I think from getting in the arena to getting our seats took us about 25 minutes. Jeez. And I was worried we were going to get our, our blackout t-shirts. That yeah. was... that was. Uh, thank God. Thank God. Thank God. We they got, were there. We got that, and then some Bulls fans left some <laughs> for <laughs> us to take as well. So that was good. Uh, so top performance of that game was Chicago was uh, Carlos Boozer, 25 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists. Uh, Darren Williams... Killed it, twenty-two points, yeah. two rebounds, seven assists, now for fifteen. But that wasn't his his biggest moment of the game. Was what Justin? Yeah, no, that double pump reverse dunk off that fast break. 
D. Will just threw down. Um, you know, I mean, energy all around, but definitely out of him. Best we've seen out of him all season. I by mean, far. I, when I saw the highlights, uh, we didn't have any audio commentary when we were watching the game live, but John Barry's voice even elevated. That's how excited <laughs> he was about Daniel Williams. But I was also excited. I thought we were going to win this game automatically because of a little moment that transpired for me on the three train. Uh, I don't know if I told you this uh, before the game, Justin, but I got to meet three Brooklyn Net cheerleaders on the three chain going back to Brooklyn from nice. uh, from our post run. Yeah, we did that Saturday morning That's right, run. The Saturday the run for Boston, the yeah. charity charity run. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they they were giving me the inside scoop. Uh, what they tell you? They tell you anything good? Uh, yeah, they told me that there's going to be drummers. <laughs> inside the arena. Oh, man. And then I tweeted that my my inside sources say that there will be drummers and them performing together. Yeah. They, Called it. They didn't steer you wrong because no. uh, we had the drum line going yeah. during, uh, during during the breaks there. Uh, what was our hope note of the game there, Justin? So uh, the core DJ had a nice uh, Rihanna look going on. Yeah, a little puffy hair. I mean, I guess that would be only relation to, to hope because Jay-Z signed Rihanna. During that Def Jam, but yeah, all right. Uh, so, so, so we've talked about more things that are non-nets on Saturdays when uh, because it was just a blowout game. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, just to sum it, sum it up. I mean, Saturday's game just at, right out the gate, Nestor came up with so much energy. Yeah, um, and I, I mean, by the end, I think they ended up shooting fifty-six percent from the field. So it was just lights out from start to finish. And the, and the Bulls really just had no answer. Yeah, and uh, Joakim Noah tried to give it a go on game one. Um, that was the biggest uh, topic of conversation before the game. Yeah, and I mean, he started the game. Yeah. Um, but then, I mean, didn't really get many minutes after that. Started the game, started again in the second beginning of the second half. But um, I think I'm just going to look up his minutes here. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, he ended up getting 13 minutes in game one. Yeah. So didn't really get much burn, didn't really produce. And I mean, it was a minus fourth for the game. Didn't really, had a couple of rebounds there. But didn't really show up till game two. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, moving on to game two. Um, Justin, you want to read off the final score for that? Yeah. Unfortunately, um, had a loss there. Uh, Bulls took that one, ninety to eighty-two. Yeah. Uh, top performer for that game. Uh, Carlos Boozer, thirteen points, twelve boards, uh, twelve for twenty shooting. Brooke Lopez, one of the only uh, Nets players to step it up and have a uh, you know decent performance, twenty-one points, five boards, and uh, an assist, but. Yeah, the Nets. I mean, with all that energy we talked about that first game, second game was, I mean, just the complete opposite. Right, right. And uh, we didn't we didn't expect uh, the Nets to just flounder on offense the way they did. Um, and then they also weren't making enough stops as well towards the fourth. Uh, two quotes that I want to take uh, from post-game that Darren and, and Gerald uh, Wallace said. Uh, Darren Williams said, uh, I didn't play good, and I'm not going to play like this again. Um, and then Jared Wallace also came out after the game, after the tough loss, said, uh, I hope this grounds us and brings us to earth. Um, so these are things that you want to hear from your veteran leaders uh, in the locker room. But at the same time, you know, Jared Wallace had a crazy, really, really, really good game on game one and then right. didn't show up for game two. And then Darren Williams, same story, yep. you know, um, didn't do the same. It's, it's unfortunate. Um, but, you know, what do you think of the way the game was managed? Uh, typically, you know, with the rotations and uh, and everything uh, going into the next. Well, season. even before the rotations, just in general. I mean, overall, big picture. I'm just we just look like just our like the January S and S right, right. Where Darren Williams kind of looked like pre All Star Darren Williams, um, pre shot, pre juice cleanse, D will. <laughs> right, right. Um, you know, right. could pass the ball, but didn't have that didn't have that first step, didn't have that quick step off the dribble, and just wasn't 
wasn't executing and penetrating and getting to the basket. Uh, wasn't able to really blow by Kirk Heinrich much at all that game. Right. Again, passed the ball well and had like 9 or 10 assists, but at the end of the day, you know, we look for him as a scorer as well, and he just right. wasn't producing. He couldn't, he couldn't do uh, what he was doing in Game 1, and I think um, it had to do with a lot of the scheme that the Bulls were doing, though. Like, uh, I was reading a couple of tweets after the game, and a couple of observations were just saying that they were the Nets, uh, the I'm sorry, the Bulls and Tom Thibodeau, they were planning to push the Nets going uh, east and west as opposed to uh, uh, north and south the way the Nets were distracting the defense going into the paint right. in game one. So you could see it because anytime Darren Williams or Joe Johnson or Jerry Wallace would drive, uh, the, the Bulls would just converge two to three people on one side and load up and yep. force him to do a cross-court pass, yep. eventually lead to a turnover or a bad yep. Aaron throwing, shot. Throwing the ball away or giving right. a crappy shot. I mean... Um, I mean, it, we basically looked. We were definitely falling back, and I feel like once the nerves set in, set in. Once we realized, kind of, we didn't get any offensive rhythm going. Right. It started to turn into ISO, ISO heavy offense. It was basically ISO with D. Well, ISO with Joe Johnson, ISO with Andre Blotch and step back jumpers, and uh. we weren't we weren't moving the ball around at all. And yeah. I mean, night and day from Saturday. I mean, game one, we were just passing, making the extra pass every time, getting the get, getting that getting that good look. But this game is just. Again, we just fell back into that ISO-heavy offense, and that's not the Nets game. That's not the way we're going to win this series, I mean, or going forward, I mean, any, any more games in the playoffs, right. period. Right. Consistency has been uh, the Nets, uh, not one of their strengths, really, uh, going into this season. So uh, we'll, see, we'll see how that turns out. But, you know, one thing I thought was always consistent was the way P.J. played his rotations. But until until yesterday, until yesterday and game one, um, you know they played they played this lineup of Stackhouse, Bogans, Blatch, uh, C.J. Watson, and sometimes Evans, sometimes Humphreys, and I have a couple problems with this, but I'll let you take it. What 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 did you think of this uh, lineup that P.J. is putting out right before the fourth quarter, end of the third quarter, around the time where he's rushing the starters? Right. I mean, well, something to know with this lineup: Jerry Stackhouse really struggling shooting. I mean, I think he's I think he's shooting eighty percent air balls between the last two games. <laughs> um, he's had I think oh, collectively man. I think four four of his five shots have been air balls. Maybe he's so, not singing enough during the shot. <laughs> Maybe he's not using his voice to propel the, the ball. Propel the ball into the hoop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, in that lineup, I mean, the big thing that kind of um, you know that just pops out of that is offense. There's no offense there in right. Stackhouse. I mean, he's known if we're going to get anything, he he's known hit those corner those corner threes, those corner jumpers. Right. And when he's shooting air balls. Um, you know, and he's not and he's not contributing. I mean, that pretty much leaves it to Bogans, Blotch, and C.J. Watson because we're not going to look to at all to Reggie Evans or really Chris Humphreys down low. Right. So three scores again. Those aren't really go to guys. And I just have I have an issue with this lineup. I feel like we need to have someone like Joe Johnson in there replace as opposed to having like a Bogans. Just we need someone that you know can give us reliable scoring. C.J. Watson has been playing really well these last two games. Right. He's really stepped it up. Against his, I mean, again, this is his former team, so he's playing with a little bit more, um, you know, with a chip on his shoulder. Little Huspa, Huspa. Nice word, nice word. Yeah, you like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I just haven't. I that lineup, I, th- right. I think, is not going to fly because I mean, we saw in the third quarter we got outscored. Um, what was it, twelve or fourteen? Right. We were two of nineteen shooting in that third quarter, and majority of that quarter was with the Stackhouse, Bogans, Blotch, CJ, and and uh, Evans lineup. So we need more production in that third quarter. The third quarter is what kills us in these games. And this is how we, where we've struggled throughout the season. I realize PJ is trying to find an answer to these third quarter woes. Right. But at the same time, uh, this isn't it. Because right. 
take out the third quarter and we're plus three for the game and we won this game. Well, well, that that's that's the thing. Like he's riding a lineup of this third quarter, you know, and, and like he's having stack, also setting plays for sack, which is fine every now and then. But like they did it three times in a row. They went to a well that was not there. Right. You know, there was no water in that well at all. <laughs> uh, There's apparently no air in there to reach a rim either. And I don't, I don't mind having Blads being the featured offensive player because he was consistent off the bench, scoring points. You know, right. fourteen, fifteen a game almost sometimes. You know, so. Uh, but they weren't doing that. Either Blash wasn't going deep in the post or he was just getting the ball in the perimeter and just settling for uh, a fadeaway shot, which is the Bulls were like, yeah, please, please take yeah. that fadeaway shot. They were begging him to shoot that shot. And that's and that's what he was doing, I mean, time after time, every time he would touch the ball. I mean, and don't, and don't get me wrong, I mean, during that game, he definitely hit a couple of these step-back jumpers. But right. these 15, 20-footers from, from from a guy, like a center like Blotz, like a... Like a um, Six eleven, yeah, almost seven foot, yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah. a guy like that, you you want him to take it and you know to uh, to really push it inside and not right. to just do these step back fadeaway jumpers. Right. We don't need that out of him. And uh, you know, like uh, one of the things that's one of the big storylines in this thing um, is Nate Robinson recently came out. I think today in the Chicago mm-hmm. ESPN, he said, "I don't like C.J. Watson. He doesn't like me," uh, and that's great for for the series, you know, like, yeah. I don't know what it is. It's a little tension it, between them. Yeah. What do you think is, uh, I think, uh, CJ doesn't like anyone that yaps because he doesn't want yap at all. He doesn't talk a lot. Uh, even after, yeah, he hit that buzzer beater to end the, he just uh, walked away. and a half, just walked off the court. <laughs> Didn't say a word, right. no emotion, right. just walked off. Right. They're just complete polar opposites, really. Uh, and Nate Robinson will, uh, will do like some, Flapping of the arms, like J.R. Right. Smith would, or right. or do an airplane, um, or whatever it is. If Nate Robinson makes any kind of play, he thinks he's it's a great. Singer. Not even him making plays. Joakim Noah and there's other players in the team that are that are scoring, mm-hmm. and he doesn't mm-hmm. even give them dabs. He just turns around, yells at the crowd, and starts making all these like right, airplanes right. and starts oh. screaming. No, co- <laughs> no, no coaches can stand that at all. I mean, Thibodeau has coached him like twice. Like one, I think once in, in Boston when he's assistant, and now in Chicago. So I guess he knows him a little bit more. Right. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, moving on to other than the beef, uh, the two pluses I think that we have are uh, Brooke Lopez and C.J. Watson being very consistent off the bench. Right. Uh, C.J. Watson off the bench, he's averaging I think thirteen or twelve a game and making a lot of open threes and mm-hmm. driving to the hole. And Brooke Lopez just doing his thing, averaging twenty five and yeah. maybe seven and maybe two blocks a game, altering a lot of shots. What do you think of their performances? Yeah, no, Brooke Lopez. I mean, definitely has been a presence down low defensively, which right. is something we weren't used to, especially earlier this season. Right. Um, I mean, we knew he had an offensive game, but defensively, you know, he was struggling. But he's been pulling down some boards and definitely intimidating and altering shots down low. And that and that's you know, it's good to see that out of him. Also, I mean, Brooke was the only one really hitting anything, right? Especially last game. And without, I mean, without him, he was just stroking. I think he, um, during the second quarter, he hit, I mean, there, were, there was a stretch where he hit, I think, three or four straight 20-footers at the top of the key. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, he was just, from yeah, he was shooting lights out, especially in the first half. So why would uh, PJ do this to us, then? Why would he torture us and not put Brooke, yeah, Brooke was, Lopez? So, yeah, the entire first six minutes of the fourth quarter, we had no, there was no Brooke Lopez. It was just... Darryl Williams and Joe came in, I think, at, or Jer- Daryl Williams and Joe Wallace came in at like the nine minute mark or something like that, eight thirty. Yeah, that'd be yeah. right. And then Blotch yeah. was pretty much holding up the center position right. down low. Um, but yeah, with Brooke having a good game, I mean, we've seen this in the past. We've seen this earlier in the season. He tries to kind of save Brooke a little bit and you know to rest him a little bit during the fourth quarter. But this is the playoffs, so I mean, we got to put it all on the table. Right. So Brooke Lopez, yes, typically maybe he wouldn't come into the six minute mark, 
Well, this is game two of the NBA playoffs. At home. At home. Yeah. We need to see Brooke, especially the way he was playing and the way he was contributing earlier in the game, we need to see him in that fourth quarter way earlier than six minutes. Right. So I got to knock PJ for that. I think that was a that was a bad call on his part. Right. I, I, Wait, waiting that long to yeah. set him in the game. Uh, I mean, I'm sure we're going to be calling out PJ for a lot of things during our losses, but... Um, I, I was impressed with uh, Joakim Noah definitely in the in that game. I don't want to be impressed, but I was because the guy has plenty of frustrations. And he came out and said, you know, how did like a lot of reports asked him after the game, how did you perform this way and didn't perform in game one the same way? He's like, I just played on straight adrenaline. You know, I guess when you're just in that much pain and you're in the motion of the game, he can just uh, will the pain away, just work at what he's doing. You know, crashing boards, altering shots. And everything. I, I think he played, uh, how many minutes did he play? So, uh, Joe Kim Noah ended up playing 25 minutes that game. Right. Had 11 points, 10 boards. Right. Um, but, I mean, even more importantly, I mean, had just had some key plays down the stretch. Had that key runner. Um, was able to blow by two um, in the left-handed post. left-handed blow, yeah. Oh yeah, uh, down low. Blow by two uh, Nets defenders and hit a real clutch basket with, I want to say, about two to three minutes left in the game. Yeah. Had, a, had another, like, one or two, like, really key rebounds. And like you said, for him that. He's playing off of one foot. And for him to just kind of just completely just handle, especially Reggie Evans, right. the board, the rebound machine down low. Right. I mean, yeah, you got, you got to give that guy credit. Right. Um, well, it looks like our owner's not giving us credit, though. <laughs> um, I mean, most owners, uh, recently our owner uh, came out in the paper because he's around the media now for being for these games, uh, around for these games. Uh, he came out and said the Nets are one player away from being elite. Um what do you think of that, Justin? I mean, most owners would say, oh, we have a shot this year, you know. I but mean, Prokhorov, he just wants to win, win, win. Right. And to him, in his mind, he sees we're fourth seed. That translates to we're not good enough. Right. We can be better. Right. We need to improve. We need a better player. Right. And I think we have the talent to go far, but at the same time, we're just so inconsistent, and that's the reason we are fourth seed. So, I mean, are we a player from, from being elite? Probably only because there's a lot of guys that are aging on our team. We have the Gerald Wallaces. Mm-hmm. We have we have some older guys that right. maybe you know a year or two down the road when after we get the chemistry going a little bit more and right. and we end up you know maybe um, execute a little bit more in the play, I right. mean, down the stretch. Right. I mean when that um, by the time that happens, yeah, there's, there's guys are going to be aging and we're going to need some replacements. To step up for those guys. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I agree in, in one set. I, I don't agree with just the delivery and the timing of no, it. No, I think the timing is horrible. You right. don't do that. This is right. when you're trying to pump up your team. You're right. trying to get these guys. It's kind of like a Jerry, up. Jerry Jones esque like Dallas Cowboy move, where the owner would just come out call his players and stuff. He wasn't calling out anyone individually. He was just merely saying, you know, we're one player away. No, you just say, yeah, we have a shot against the Bulls, and you know, if we take it, if you say that we have a shot against the Bulls. And you move on and say, oh, you know, we're going to play the Heat and we have, we have a shot against them. I think we can match up well right. with it. There's stuff that you want your players and I think staff to kind of hear, you know, with PJ being also in limbo with his coaching right. in terms of tag. I mean, so. when you're going into battle, yeah. do you really want your leader telling you, hey, guys, uh, you know, let's go fight. But, you know, we're really uh, we're really one, we're a few guys away from being, <laughs> being good enough to win the battle. So, I mean, is that really, you know, a rally cry, the rally that you want to give – to, to rally up your troops sounds to like, get your guys to fight. I mean, sounds like on. opposite of a Mel Gibson uh, rally cry. Uh, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, I. Uh, 
wow, I was forgetting the movie, Braveheart. There it is. There it is. Um, yeah, and I, I agree. I, I think we can, uh, we can definitely still win the series. We just have to make sure we get one on, on the road now because they have the home court. So now they stole one uh, from us yeah. in Brooklyn. And I so. think that's key. I think we want to come back to Brooklyn at least 2-2. Two and two. I think if we come back to Brooklyn um, next week after playing two games in Chicago and we're down 3-1, I mean, it's tough. It's going to be tough, especially for the the way we've been playing and how inconsistent this team tends to be night in and night out. And you never really know what you're going to get from guys. No, um, there's no way we're going to just. I don't, I don't see us winning three straight to take over that series once we come back to Brooklyn. So, well, take your, one your glass come. right now is half empty. So I'm looking <laughs> at you know. I understand that you're coming from that point of view. But I still think uh, it can be done. I don't want it to be done yeah. in that, under the situation where you're down one three and you have two home games remaining. Right. But, but still, like we'll see. I think I think they can take. Uh, what is it statistically? It's, what did you say? Eighty two percent. It's like eighteen percent down three to one in the series. Are out or eliminated? Really? And then eighteen percent success rate. So. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, ultimately, we're winning, we're taking one of the at least one of two in Chicago. Yeah. So. Well, next game it's is happening. Thursday night, eight o'clock on TNT, I believe. Um, and and then oh, I forgot to announce. There's a I have another announcement for the Booker Rebound podcast. Uh, what do we got? What's the big news? Uh, Saturday, uh, when the Nets take on the Bulls at two p.m. The Brooklyn Rebound Podcast will be hosting another Game Watch. Their first Game play- Watch number two. Numero dos. Uh, we'll be hosting it at Half Court, same bar. Um, it's on the Meetup website, uh, meetup.com slash Brooklyn Nets. We'll be posting it on our Twitter tag on Brooklyn Rebound and also on our website on brooklynrebound.com. But, yeah, guys, please, please come out. Uh, watch the game with us. Uh, talk some some Nets point of view. See, see what you guys think of the Nets in the playoffs so far. And even if you're a Bulls fan. You guys are welcome to come. I, I probably will just look at you for a second and move on, but... Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll acknowledge you there. We'll, about, we'll, we'll acknowledge, acknowledge your presence for about five seconds. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's actually a lot of Chicago uh, residents in this neighborhood, too, or transplants from Chicago, so right, um, right. I expect them to be actually at the bar with large numbers, so you guys should definitely come out so we could uh, even up the teams there. So um, I think I'll do it for tonight. Justin, you got anything? Oh, that's it. Let's go Nets. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, take care of business. Yeah, we got to take care of one of them at least. Uh, what, actually, which game do you think they're going to take? Or maybe both. I don't know. I see. I think game three. I think this is a wake-up call. And, like, and like, I mean, D. Will and, and Gerald Wallace with their tweets that you mentioned earlier. I mean, we're, they're going to come out with fire game three. Right. It's right. going down. We're going to make the proper adjustments. And I see a game three win, I predict. Well, maybe... Uh, Not to jinx. Maybe if uh, Tanya Harding shows up around the locker room where really? Joakim Noah is or really? something. You're dropping that right now. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't live in Chicago, so... Uh, <laughs> Brooklyn, uh, stand up. All right, guys. <laughs> uh, that'll do it for today's podcast, or tonight's podcast. So, uh, from good night from Prospect Heights, and good night to Nets Nation. Let's go, Nets. He's out, Brooklyn. Rebound. 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 Rebound.